guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. We've gone pretty heavy so far this Pride Month, so I figured we'd lighten things up and end it off with today's movie, Trick. According to Google Movies, it's lust at first sight when Gabriel, a songwriter with Broadway ambitions, runs into Mark, a hot go-go dancer at a local gay club. They head to Gabriel's place to seal the deal, but are thwarted when Gabriel's roommate Rich arrives with opposing plans for their closet-sized apartment. It's the first of many sexual obstructions in a wild night that leaves the pair physically unsatisfied, but developing an unforeseen romantic bond nevertheless. It's streaming on Tubi, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 78, and the audience an 83. Holy crap! What? Okay. No, I won't give away my own. Okay, that description, though, and again, I've never seen this movie, as with most movies, especially ones you've chosen. I haven't never seen this movie until now. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't watch a trailer. Had no idea what this was about. But if I had read that description, I'd be like, okay, so then, like, more is going to happen aside from this description. But I feel like that description kind of covered everything in the movie. Yeah, More it's or less. And it's, it's just exactly that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the whole movie. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> well, not quite yet. <laughs> um, we open first on our sad sack protagonist, Gabriel, who has slept on the floor outside of his apartment like a dog because his Chad roommate, Rich, has his side <laughs> check over. <laughs> yep. Really great introduction to the roommate, who is just wonderful throughout the whole movie. Thank you for that, Rich. Um, being sarcastic, if that wasn't very clear. Um, I thought he had gotten so drunk before he went in, and we like find out why he slept out there. I thought Gabriel had gotten drunk from being out, because I didn't know this character. Um, and just like made it all the way to his door, but then like fell asleep, you know, <laughs> like yeah. passed out. And I was like, oh, okay, no, you're not that guy. Got it. <laughs> Well, I will give Rich a little tiny bit of credit. I mean, he's an asshole, completely. Mm. Mm -hmm. But he's an asshole who doesn't mind sharing a one-bedroom, one-room apartment with an openly gay man and has no issues that he's bringing a guy to fuck in their shared bedroom. Aside from, but uh, my girlfriend's coming over tonight, so you can't. Yeah. So that's at least a positive, especially in the mid to late 90s. Yeah, that is true. I'm not giving him any fucking positives. I wanted to never see him again. Yeah. um, (laughs) He tells Gabriel, well, you can't have the room tonight either because my real girlfriend's coming home and Gabriel's (laughs) a sad sack. So he's just like, yeah, okay. Sure, why not? Yeah, I, I was already hoping that Gabriel would stand up to himself. Oh, for himself, I mean, um, at some point in the movie, since he doesn't hear, and we'll talk about whether he does or not, mm. ever. Well, <laughs> he also doesn't with his friend Catherine. He's at work, mm-hmm. and she calls, and he's trying to be like, I had a bad dating experience, which isn't work either. Mm-hmm. But then immediately ends up getting browbeaten into running lines with her. Yep. And My favorite. Caught, yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's my favorite part that the the woman catches him and he's just like can you sign my time card and it's like what this like feels like that's not the time considering you were clearly not working at all and that was like his boss or something right yeah i hate the work <laughs> ethic of every person in every movie we cover yeah pretty much that's qu- well because they're not supposed to be good at their jobs because it's not about the job it's about them being fun although i mean is gabriel we'll see Maybe. <laughs> um, Catherine at least slightly attempts to be a good friend because Gabriel's writing a play and she agrees to sing and perform the song he's working on at his workshop because he's too lame to do it himself. Uh-huh. It's pathetic. He has not finished the song and he mm-hmm. named the character Dorcas. Yep. It is a real Greek name, but uh-huh. the play is not Greek. It's not being produced in Greece, so he should probably rethink that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something Gabriel ever does, though. And I barely know him at this point in the no. movie. Um, she is a good sport for doing it. I feel like she's the kind of girl, though, A, that would do anything for this boy. Um, which led me to the comment I wrote down that was just like, so how many movies are there about girls being in love with their gay best friends? Yeah, it's like, um, please no. 
Yeah, I felt really bad for her immediately. Um, and that goes back and forth, I feel like. But at this point, I felt bad for her. But, you know, she was having a good time with it. She made do with what she was given. And she decided to tap, which well, seemed like it was not a planned thing. It seems like it wasn't. But honestly, it couldn't have made those lyrics any worse. But no. they lead into it with some acting that is worse than what you would see at a fifth grade play. Yes. Super <laughs> over-enunciated. She kisses uh, him, which is in the script, and he still seems super uncomfortable with it. Which makes me think he knows and is just using her, and I don't like it. Yeah. But he has not finished the song that she's supposed to sing. Mm-hmm. So her freestyle to the line with a dance and a dumb ditty is la 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 lum liddy. <laughs> it's it works. Honestly, it's not any worse than the rest of the song no. because it is in fact a dumb ditty. Well, and also like what was she supposed to do? Come up with her own lyrics on the spot? Like that was your job. She's the actress and dancer and singer. You're the one who writes the shit. So, no, but she seems enough. like she's trying to come off as like a funny girl Fanny Bryce type and it's not mm. happening Mm-mm. like she's not charming the quirky shtick is wearing thin mm-hmm. do you know um, who is great though in this Harry I love Harry, Harry. yes fa- I, like I went he, I did, okay, he didn't make it to my favorite character I wanted to make him my favorite character I will explain it later when I talk about my favorite character but he is wonderful I wanted so much more Perry. He is my favorite. He lit up every hey. scene he was in. I adore he him. He's wonderful. While they're performing, he's super excited and cheering for them. But then right after, he's just like, yeah, is the maid bursting into that cheesy ass show tune really in character <laughs> for her? Like, she's just been kissed and maybe she's like a little bit daydreamy about a future. And uh-huh. Gabriel's like, yeah, nothing's realistic. It's a musical. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if it feels disingenuous, then it's not going to sell. I you know what though I kind of like the idea that he she didn't just get a kiss from a guy that she's just met and is immediately like oh, I'm in love maybe we'll get married and have uh-huh. babies which is very true to musicals because they're dramatic yeah. AF but like I was ha- like I like I didn't like his song however well, I did like the idea of it being like okay no but she's not in love she just met this guy why would she just be head over heels in love with him after one kiss you know well he said that it wouldn't feel realistic or believable for them to be an insta love but what mm. apparently feels realistic and believable to him <laughs> is someone yelling enter you voila it's showtime <laughs> Yeah, no. so he want. I think he didn't care about realistic until Perry brought it up, and then he's just like, "Yeah, but this is more realistic than what you're saying." Except for the like bursting into song thing isn't realistic anyway, so it's a bad argument because you can't win it if you're gonna like argue about musicals. Because I don't know why they're even talking about that. Uh, clearly, musicals are not realistic. <laughs> no, and clearly, no one's buying this unfinished, crappy song. No. Uh, Gabriel's very upset about it, and Perry gives him some advice on the way out. The best advice anyone had ever given Perry, actually. And I quote, I was writing a libretto for a musical version of Satyricon, and I was having a little trouble getting into ancient Rome's sex orgies, bestiality. This was in college. <laughs> so this professor tells me I should wear silk underpants and eat pomegranate seeds out of a goblet. <laughs> that was the advice to say grab one by the balls (laughs) i mean what better advice right protect him at all costs i love him (laughs) he is wonderful he was i think he was the like most was like the the character i felt most for if that makes sense like i liked a couple of other characters but the one that i actually was like you are wonderful and i love you through the entire time we see him was perry well, we will get there. Um, <laughs> Christian, I've finally realized at this point, is giving me, like, very preppy, very clean Matthew Broderick vibes. Did you just call him by his actor name? Yeah, probably. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Gabriel, and I try to fix it every time, but I don't care. <laughs> I just had to make sure that's who you were talking about, though, because yeah. I don't know the actor's name. So, okay, Gabriel? Yes, okay. I guess the actor probably is, too. They looked pretty similar. They did. Surprising. (laughs) 
Yep. Uh, Catherine wants to hang out before her show that night, but Gabriel wants to go to a go-go bar instead. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a sweet summer child, however, and does not understand that walking right up next to a guy at a skin bar and standing (laughs) next to him is an invitation for that guy to talk to him. Uh, the boy is still wearing a fucking backpack when he goes yeah. in. Of course, he has no idea. It reminded me of Kimmy Schmidt when she goes to the bar and she's got her backpack on and then she decides to take it off and wraps it around her ankle. I wanted him to do that so much. <laughs> okay, the guy who tried to talk to him was kind of fine, though. I hate myself a little bit, but he was. Oh, uh, he was okay. He looked, I really was just like, please let this not be the guy of the movie. Like, he wasn't ugly. He was just really, really sleazy, and I didn't like it. He was a little sleazy, but he was very upfront about the fact mm-hmm. that he was trying to find a third for himself and his boyfriend. Yeah, and I love I that the boyfriend was just like, no, I'll stay home. You go find this someone. <laughs> I would have felt bad for this sleazy guy having to talk to Gabriel if he didn't have a boyfriend because Gabriel stands there and the guy's trying his best to flirt and first he says oh I do Broadway musicals and he's kind of bragging about it and then he just spews all of his internalized homophobia everywhere about how he's not a queen though please don't think that I'm I'm gay I'm in a gay skin bar but I'm not that gay (laughs) yep uh, we see that a couple of times in Gabriel and I didn't understand it and honestly hate it Every time Gabriel spoke, I felt like I was just like, okay, can we move to the next scene now? Are you done talking? I feel like there was no point in which Gabriel spoke where I was just like, ooh, okay. You know, like, I was just like, no, though, why? Why are you? Like, it was word vomit all the time. Constant word vomit. And it wasn't cute. I would have liked to either not have the internalized homophobia at all or to explore it more because I know it's realistic and I know it happens, but I didn't like it and it never felt like it got resolved where he was basically the guy that was like, oh, well, yeah, but I can pass. Yeah. Well, and honestly, the word vomit wasn't just even that. It was anything he talked about. He just never shut the fuck up. He would just go on and on and on. And it was the kind of, And we'll talk about it very, very soon, a very specific instance in which that happens. But, like, I didn't understand it. Like, I I feel like sometimes you get those characters who just, like, you know, won't shut up because they're nervous. And, like, they just keep going and going and going because they don't know what else to do and they're awkward. I didn't feel like Gabriel was that person. You know what I mean? So him just continuing to talk about random things that clearly nobody wants to hear about was just annoying. It ain't cute. He's adorable, but... What? Yeah, he is adorable, but it ain't uh, cute, but he's adorable, no. so that's why all of these guys keep trying to approach him yeah. in the bar. Like, yeah. he is trying to just stand there and thirst over one of the dancers, and uh-huh. a former go-go boy, who I love, like, just kind of comes over and is like, oh, you're looking at the stage, do you want to dance? I can get you up there. But really, uh-huh. he just wants an excuse to show off that he used to dance and to have a good time. <laughs> can we follow yep. him now? Please? <laughs> I'm I'm in for that movie. Choose that next time, please. Find it and choose it. <laughs> and the thing is, this is where my problem with Gabriel really starts, though. Mm. He does not discourage this guy who's clearly flirting with him because I think he likes to have his ego stroke while having the plausible deniability to say that he was not encouraging them. Mm. Interesting. I wasn't there sure. And is like, mm. oh, so how much does a go-go dancer make? And the guy's like, well, what's it depends what you're willing to do. He's like, well, do you do the other stuff? It sounds like he's propositioning him. Uh, well, but he's an ex go go dancer, so even uh-huh. if he did Gabriel, he doesn't still. <laughs> well, he says he doesn't now, not since uh-huh. I found Jesus. Uh huh. <laughs> Why do I love every random bro in this scene? <laughs> I don't know because that because you're you. I think yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Uh. Yeah, but Gabriel cannot take his eyes off of, I'll say the go-go boy, um, the, 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 ver- the very specific part of the go-go boy. Um, uh-huh. uh, it, it is a part. It is a big... It's a beer can. Is it a character? Oh, God. <laughs> is it a character in this movie? I feel like it's big enough to be. But um, It does yeah. have a very strong starring role in this movie. <laughs> It is spoken about multiple times, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, but yes, he cannot get his eyes off of 
is a go-go boy. Um, and then, he, okay, can we just give him a name already? I know we don't know his name at this point, but Mark the go-go boy is going up to all of the people that are sitting right in the front and like doing a little close-up dance to get their tips and skips over um, Gabriel. And I Gabriel's wasn't sure not why. not going to tip him. He, he wasn't. Money out. Maybe he knew that, yeah. <laughs> But he went to everyone else, and he <laughs> did not go to him. And I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that made me, like, kind of laugh. Not a free Gabriel. show, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how cute your dimples are. No. Well, actually, I guess it does, because mm. Gabriel is about to go home alone and untouched, but Mark follows him from the club, gets in the same subway car, artfully manspread, with his hands subtly framing his dick. <laughs> And then pretends yep. to sleep so yep. that Gabriel will check him out and he can catch him. Yep. All of that was a little creepy, especially the sudden eye opening, even though I saw it coming. Mm. But like, don't follow someone into anywhere. <laughs> uh, even creepier, he follows him off the subway uh-huh. to a place where Mark is not actually going, we find out later. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they basically... Okay, he invites himself back to Gabriel's apartment before they've even exchanged names. Yeah. Is they finally important? do. Yeah, and Gabriel's yeah. like, well, this is awkward. And Mark pretends not to hear him over the train, which is apparently <laughs> the appropriate way to get Gabriel to do what you want, is to just be like, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Mark already knows that somehow, which, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, he probably has learned to read people. Mm, that's a good point, I guess. I don't know anything about being a go-go boy. Surprising, I know. You yeah. wouldn't have expected me to say that. On so many levels. Um, <laughs> they can't fuck because Catherine has just let herself in to update that. her resume. Yep. Fucking hate that. No, you don't get to just leave voicemails and then show up. First of all, he doesn't even live alone. So you can't, like, what did, did she have a key to their place? Did she break in? Did she climb through the fire escape? What the fuck <laughs> like no I don't, I don't like it I don't like it at all but like, like what if what if the roommate was there fucking some girl you just let yourself in okay I guess so well, boundaries aren't a thing <laughs> well apparently they're not because he doesn't seem surprised that she's there that's true so she must do it regularly um and but then go ahead <laughs> when you see and hear that printer it just hits you like this was mm -hmm. a movie from 1999 Oh my god, it hurt. It yeah. hurt. I was just like, no, this isn't even just because they're poor. In fact, the fact that they have a printer means they're not that poor, even though they're living in a box, two people. <laughs> but, like, they have a printer. I've seen nicer <laughs> dorm rooms. Yeah, seriously. I don't know why they live there, but I feel like having a printer in 1999 meant you weren't that poor. But, like, maybe no. it's really important to what... Well, it has to be. He writes... Um, and so he probably needs a printer to print shit on. So probably. it makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, Catherine <laughs> refuses to leave, even though this is very obviously a date. And I mm -hmm. thought she was just being selfish, but she also insinuates to Mark that everyone thinks she and Gabriel are dating. So she's just the worst. Yeah, she, I hated her so very much. Mm -hmm. She was my least favorite character. It was going to be Rich, but he's not a big enough character. No. So shrug. <laughs> uh, Mark tells Catherine that everyone calls him beer can. A dick <laughs> reference she definitely doesn't understand. And he seems no. to think that saying that is going to make Gabriel get Catherine to leave because he does not know yeah. yet how much Gabriel sucks. Yeah. Uh, but like they both suck. Gabriel and Catherine both suck. Like she's just like, yeah, no, I'm going to stay here the whole time and cock block you openly. Because, like, oh, yeah, did you know that we used to date? Like, oh, my God, yeah, we used to date. We totally used to date. It's like, okay, he, like, Mark doesn't give a fuck that you used to date. He's trying to get laid. And Gabriel wants to get laid, maybe. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. So just get the fuck out. <laughs> well, he is, Gabriel is, let's say, putting this off. Mm. But Mark is actually kind of excited when he finds out Gabriel's a composer and he's like, oh, I want to hear it. So they do enter you again. Because and apparently that's all they've got. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a very tiny apartment. You know the walls are thin and one oh, of them yeah. wants 
fucked up boning a revolving door of girls and the other one is constantly playing the piano and having that girl <laughs> screeching and the yappy fucking dog yeah i would be constantly blaring death metal and cult propaganda <laughs> yeah maybe that's why they live in this shithole because like anywhere else they live they would have gotten kicked out of by now so they're just like well none of the neighbors here give a fuck so we can stay here yeah but yeah it's really cute that mark is all interested and like excited about it but he is clearly not enjoying that Catherine is singing it and realizes that gabriel is singing along with her and he's just like yeah no you do it and Catherine he doesn't even let that happen she's like yeah i'll sing with you it's like no shut the fuck up <laughs> like do no. you not see go ahead sorry when gabriel uh, is like no i can't sing it alone and mark's like no you have to she looks like she's gonna puke yeah Yep. Oh, because somebody's finally telling Gabriel you can do something on your own and you can be like the the like focus. I feel like that's probably a big part of what makes Gabriel the way that he is. And I'm not like saying it's 100% her, her fault because like he's a grown man who should have stood up for himself at some point anyway. But I can't imagine having a friend like that who is constantly desperate to be the center of attention makes it easy especially if you are a little bit more introverted to like shine you know yeah but i'm having trouble telling if this is like the character or if tori spelling is just making some choices mm. uh which There's part of it <laughs> the faces oh mostly. yeah yeah um uh, can't tell. I don't know Tori Spelling's acting well enough for that. Yeah, this scene was excruciating, though, and Perry uh-huh. calls to invite Gabriel to a piano bar, and it's like, please go, please. Please, yeah. Perry's there. I love Perry. <laughs> yeah, literally just that reason alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says probably no, and Catherine leaves, and Mark... Mm. It looks toppy, but his signature move multiple times has been to lie back on the bed with his hands behind his head. So either uh-huh. he's a bottom or he is the laziest damn top in the West, <laughs> but God. Uh, maybe it's just that he's just like, okay, now you suck my dick and then maybe if you're good enough, I'll fuck you. Like, that might just be what his thing maybe. is. It's like, I'm not going to do it if you suck. Wait, no, if you don't, never mind. <laughs> well, Gabriel sucks in the non-literal sense and he can't relax into this hookup at all. He decides that he needs to get blown while playing piano to be comfortable enough to do this. Which I'm a little surprised at and might be my favorite thing about Gabriel, that he wants that, that that is his fantasy, because I was surprised at it. Never would I have ever expected that of Gabriel, because he seems like the kind of guy that's like, no, don't even touch my piano. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I guess technically Mark still wouldn't be touching it, but still. Well, here's my problem with this whole thing. Uh, consent is a vague statement to say Mm -hmm. because technically he's consented sort of to everything Mm -hmm. verbally he has said yes but he has also been very unenthusiastic there is not enthusiastic consent he is constantly when he's touched pulling away not Mm -hmm. wanting to take off his own clothes not wanting to touch mark pulling away every time mark tries to like initiate something so his words are saying yes but he's very clearly saying no physically Mm -hmm. and i don't even necessarily necessarily blame mark for this because it's hard when somebody is going no yes no yes no yes no yes no 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 no, yes 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 no no, yeah but he has to at some point realize like I don't really have consent here. Yeah. So it's getting uncomfortable. Well, I I think the only thing that makes that okay is that, like, literally, Gabriel says, hey, I have this fantasy. I want you, like, I want to do this. Will you do this for me? And it is for himself to get blown. And so he is saying, I want you to do this. So I feel like that's more consent. Like, I mean, again, it's still verbal, but, and he's the one who takes on off his own pants, at least. And it looks like they're finally getting there, but, you know, then they get interrupted. And I agree with you that there is technical consent, but he seems so much like he doesn't want to be touched that it makes it uncomfortable for me. Well, and it continues on beyond the sex because I legit, and I don't remember which part of it, I, I think it's in this upcoming, the like next scene. Um, I'm pr- 
I, I was confused if there was supposed to actually be chemistry between these two or what was going to happen. And if like Mark was going to leave and somebody else was going to be there or like what the fuck was happening because they, I didn't see any chemistry between them so far. And I don't see any chemistry in them in the next scene. And I'm just, I was constantly like, you don't want Mark here. Why do you, why are you keeping him here? And I'll talk more about it when we get to the next scene part. Yeah. For the first time, I'm actually happy to see Rich because he has come home early with his girlfriend and her very prominent nipples, which means they can't do this little game of cat and mouse anymore. <sighs> yep. Um, Gabriel and Rich argue over who gets the apartment right now, and since Gabriel doesn't seem like he's actually trying to use it anyway, why should it matter? Um, <laughs> Rich is like, oh, how dare you try and stand in the way of the oh, love that Judy and I God. share? Because uh-huh. Gabriel has let it slip that Rich has been boning other girls. <laughs> and they are really thin walls because we hear their whole conversation from the, I'm going to call it bedroom, living room yeah. combo, <laughs> while those two are in the bathroom. So we hear the conversation as Mark and the girlfriend, I just forgot her name, even though you said it, um, were like sitting around and clearly listening to it. But Judy doesn't seem bothered. No. <laughs> she well, we find we'll out why later, but yeah. she does ask for Mark's condom, which she is nice enough to give her, so maybe they can't have sex anymore. That's true, yeah. And good for you, Judy, for making sure you have a condom, because, like, I feel like that was, I don't know if she heard it, and, because we don't see her here, the part of, like, you've been fucking other girls, basically, um, but asking like making sure you have a condom when you find out that the guy you're seeing has been fucking other girls like for sure 100% you find out it's a really good move I mean it's a good move anyway but like it's a really good move at that point just like um yeah I'm gonna be extra safe and make sure we have one (laughs) I also don't know if she gets it she doesn't come off as being exceptionally smart nope we will come back to her soon enough um, they can't go to Mark's place because, in his words, the old woman he rents from doesn't like him bringing guys home. Uh-huh. And Gabriel takes that as a sign that Mark doesn't want to fuck, even though Mark has been sending nothing but yes all night <laughs> and Gabriel is seriously projecting. Yep. But then he has more of that sweet, sweet internalized homophobia. And he's mm. like, yeah, I don't feel culturally gay because I don't have bleached hair and I don't look good in Lycra and I don't work out. Does that mean mm. he doesn't consider Perry gay? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. No, yeah. he's like, there. it goes from that to this whole conversation that Gabriel has kind of with himself about the non-Italian Puerto Rican, maybe library boy who he was kind of sort of seeing, but probably not really. And I was just like, first of all, you have no interest in Mark. Zero none like you don't want you don't want him to be here you like the idea of him you think he's hot but you don't want him to actually touch you you don't want to actually have a conversation with him you want to talk about that guy from the library for some reason right now and it's to the point where mark's like yeah okay i'm good i'm i'm fucking i gotta get out of here now like i'm done you know he's so checked out yeah he's just like oh my god you're literally talking about another guy while i'm sitting here and why am i sitting here (laughs) you know um, well, I am going to rewind one quick sec before I get forget to say this. Fuck you, Gabriel, for putting that poor little doggo out onto what he calls the balcony, I believe, which is the fucking fire escape. Fuck you, bro. Those bars are big enough that that dog could fall out. You can die. You can die. I'm done with Gabriel at that point. That was my most like frustrating moment. <laughs> and it doesn't fucking go away either. It pisses me off multiple times, and I'm done with every human in this movie at that point. Oh, God. The poor um, doggo. Go ahead, sorry. Yes, poor dog indeed. Um, <laughs> Mark is clearly considering after this whole story ditching Gabriel for a passerby that looks more like what Gabriel considers to be a real gay guy because, you know, his hair is bleached. <laughs> um, That's all it takes, apparently. But Gabriel does the puppy dog eyes and granted they are good eyes, so Mark they agrees are. to go find Perry and ask to fuck at his place instead. Yep. Good plan. Okay. You know? Great plan. Even though Gabriel doesn't want to fuck. Go ahead. Okay. I'm not sure. Ooh. Um, Perry is in the piano bar as promised, singing a song that I'm in love with called How Do You Like My Cock? Or more accurately, Como Te Gusta Mi Pinga? 
Yep, which is a song I knew before I watched this movie. Thank you very much for that. Anytime but you know what? I aim to serve. <laughs> but you know what? You could never have done it justice because watching Perry perform this was that was it that was the high point of this movie the movie is over now thank you goodbye (laughs) it was the best part of the movie i agree but it's also the part of the movie where i realize what gabriel's problem is okay he has spent the entire song completely ignoring mark and staring at perry with love eyes Aww. he's smiling he's like kind of like laughing and totally into it and Mark is dead to him at that point and I don't blame him because I also simp for Perry but (laughs) he looks more interested in Perry than he looks in banging Mark and yeah I don't (sighs) think that was intentional but maybe there's something going on between the actors who knows (laughs) Uh, you know what I'm not even mad at that because they have good chemistry Perry and Gabriel do um better chemistry than anybody what he gives him good advice he does and he knows how to actually talk to him and like i don't know it like they seem to have known each other for a long time so it works i don't want that for perry though no may december romance um (laughs) perry agrees to let them bang at his place but first he has has to have a sit down chat with mark that i think only seems flirty because that's how perry is yeah, but well, he's Mark also talks- insulting Mark the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark talks about how he used to date a singer, and Gabriel looks super miserable, but we know that he doesn't care about Mark, so... Yeah. Why, though? Whatever. All yeah. he ever does about Mark is every time he meets someone else, he's like, he's a go-go boy. <laughs> yeah. I hate him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point in the movie, honestly, I like I, I'm sure it was like foreshadowing earlier on when it was just like, oh yeah, do you like love at first sight and like you when you have that first kiss and you just you're so excited and you're scared and blah 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 all that shit. Like I get it that that's what it was supposed to be where like Gabriel was like, ooh, maybe I will have that experience and finally understand. It's like, but you don't know all you want right now I think what he wanted was a one night stand and then he like realized no I don't actually want to fuck you and then like but you're hot so like stay around because it makes me look good or something I don't know like it made him feel cool to have a go-go boy there with him (laughs) you know so he didn't want to lose Mark's attention and it was just like okay I guess we can fuck (laughs) like he looks terrified and yeah I feel really bad for Mark. Like, really, really bad for Mark. I don't think Mark wanted more than to just fuck Gabriel either at this point in the movie, but I still feel bad for him because he is a person. Yeah. And they're just making assumptions about him and how he probably broke that singer boy's heart. And you have to be careful with a singer's heart or a musician's heart. We're sensitive or whatever. Perry's also projecting because his boyfriend broke up with him because Perry (laughs) told him to mid-argument. It makes no sense, but Mark is enthralled (laughs) with this story. Yeah, I think my favorite part of Mark happens in that scene because he finally has a person. He can have chemistry. Maybe it's just Perry. Everybody can have chemistry with Perry. Because like Mark does here, Gabriel did earlier, and I'll talk about the boyfriend in a second, but like the ex-boyfriend is walking down the street so Perry grabs him and is like I'm sorry but I have to do this because there he is and he grabs Mark and makes out with him and Mark completely plays along with it and it's so good yeah he's such a bro yeah I loved it that was my favorite part of Mark it made me love him and made him my favorite character like it would have been Perry but the fact that he just was like yeah I just met you and you insulted the fuck out of me but I got your back I was just like you're a wonderful person I love you Harry's boyfriend is a bald, short, <laughs> chubby, like, old, nerdy queen, and yes. they look so cute together. They really do, and I was um, like, you two belong together for all of eternity. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing is, this doesn't need to happen at all. It makes no sense. These two are clearly gonna get back together, and this yeah. does not help it happen at all. No. But... This is what Perry decides because Perry is dramatic. And <laughs> uh-huh. 
Mark is just like, yeah, totally going to go with it. So when asked if they're dating, Mark goes, oh, we're not dating. Not in the romantic sense. This thing between us is purely animal. Right, stud? (laughs) And that's what makes them get back together. Like, I like Mark's romanticism. I like him agreeing to give up their fuck plans so yeah. that those two can reconnect and it's a good moment for mark so i'm gonna it's a good moment for mark and it's a good moment for perry so i give it a pass even though it's nothing <laughs> it's yeah it was completely pointless i think it was just like i don't know why it had to happen like that but perry had to get his boyfriend back so that they would their sex plans would have gone interrupted again it just didn't have to happen in that way but i'm glad it did and then mark is standing there with the heart eyes staring at them walk off and just like you can tell he's just like oh i want that you know yeah like i want to when i'm old to have like an old old I <laughs> <laughs> yeah and okay the only time that i was like oh mark and gabriel have a little tiny bit of chemistry but not in the, like sexual or romantic sense was that scene because he's staring at them with the heart eyes and gabriel says that was really nice to mark of like what like what he did and he's just like oh, i didn't do anything and he's just like okay you know and like kind of shoves him and it was super cute and I was like you guys should be friends I'm here for the friendship build it but I'm here for it but like there's no romance between you except then they just like hold hands and walk off I'm like oh my god what the fuck (laughs) yeah they hold hands and walk off but because Mark still doesn't know Gabriel at all he takes him to a dance club filled with sweaty half naked guys who all want to grind on Mark Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to follow Mark into that club and watch him do his thing and be Uh him 100%. I don't want Gabriel there. I hate to say it like this because he's such an asshole, but I'm kind of with Dino on this. Okay, he and Dino had so much chemistry. So much chemistry, yes. Like, that was his ex-boyfriend, and you could feel it. And I'm like, oh, God, please. Like, it's it's so there, and you're going to leave with the guy that I don't buy you with at all. He bites his nipple. Like, legitimately slaps him in the cheek. Yeah. yeah. That is not a, I'm here with another guy, don't do that. That is a foreplay. And I also really love that Mark was, I mean, and we learned that Mark is this guy. Like, he's caring and he is sweet and all that kind of stuff. Even, like, when he's turning other people down in the club, every time he does it, he does it very gently. You know, like, he's always like, oh, sorry, I'm here with someone else. You know? And it's really sweet. Um, with like one exception maybe but um, Dino is completely wasted and apparently this is nothing new but still Mark is like are you okay you're wasted you need to sit down you know like he's still trying to take care of him and I'm like I don't know what it's like for other people but if that's my ex even if we get along I'm I'm not taking care of your ass like that I'm just not because I can't I can't handle all of that because if it's not going to be more than that then I can't and it feels like maybe Dino <sighs> I'm projecting. I'll stop there. I won't project. This is a character we don't get to know at all, and I'm projecting so much onto him. And I wanted to get to know. I him. love him I love so him much. Too. Yeah, like he was the bitchiest bitch, but like oh. that's his man, and I get it. <laughs> yeah, he was absolutely inappropriate because Mark came there with another guy, but Mark also wasn't exactly telling him no. So exactly, yeah, and you know what? Mark clearly wanted to hang out with him because if he really wanted to make sure that Gabriel was like the person that he was there with and like and Dino and everyone else knew it when uh Gabriel said where's the bathroom and walked off he would have walked off with him like he would have followed him to the bathroom for the first time tonight that didn't involve Perry Mark actually Mm -hmm. looked happy when Dino was involved yep yep and of course, this is not Mark's or Dino's movie, sadly. It is Gabriel's, so yeah, Gabriel, everything gets fucked. Uh-huh. Gabriel <laughs> kind of gets into dancing for a second, but then a drag queen who looks way too much like the pointy boob alien chick on the Mars Attacks poster <laughs> kind of shades him. And then Dino comes yes. up to hit on Mark. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know... I mean, this isn't actually a date, kind of, sort of, I don't know, but yeah, Gabriel's miserable and runs off to the bathroom, and Mars Attacks drag queen Miss Coco Peru <laughs> corners him. Uh, it was so creepy. I love her. 
so creepy though do not lock yeah. the door in a bathroom while someone's trying to piss and just start talking to them no that is not acceptable <laughs> she tries to shake his hand while he's trying to use yes. the urinal yes. and then very kindly and sweetly tells him Gabriel, you look like a nice person you do and as a truth seeker i feel it's my duty to tell you that mark's a no good fucking piece of ratchet <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I I'm gonna say this line because it was my favorite line in the movie and it's one that you have also told me about. So when I heard it, I was just like, oh Jesus. Um and I don't know where in her I don't even like her story, I'll call it her story of hating on Mark it comes. Huh. It is. It uh, okay. Um, but he she says to Gabriel, You ever get cum in your eye, Gabriel? It burns and that was my absolute favorite line in the entire movie it was i think it's the way that it was delivered the line on its own wasn't that special but the way she delivers it was phenomenal and i loved it yep this is you can tell the story now yes Uh, mark picked coco up in a bar a few uh years ago one night Mm. and he told her when she was unsure that it's big it's beautiful (laughs) and you're gonna love it (laughs) so they went back to her place he got blown in her apartment accidentally came in her eyeball gave her a fake phone number and then bounced (laughs) yep my favorite part uh is that this story is literally five minutes long and gabriel has had his dick out for the entire thing (laughs) if you're that shy put it away (laughs) yeah Oh, but no, then he's finally able to pee, and I'm pretty sure Coco says good boy to him when he does. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> that fits Gabriel. He's kind of like a puppy. Yeah. One you want to slap though, occasionally. Uh-huh. Okay, don't well, slap puppies. Uh-huh. Don't don't slap any of them. He doesn't deserve to be slapped. No, he doesn't. I think he deserves to be like shaken a little bit, just like snap the fuck out of this shit, whatever it is you're going through. Like, come on. But like, that's not anyway. That's not my place. <laughs> yeah. Um, the story scares Gabriel enough that he has to run out of the bathroom. But when he does, he sees that Dino is still throwing himself at Mark, and Mark is still letting him. Mm-hmm. There is a kiss. It, mm-hmm. Let's say it's one-sided, to be generous. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too long, in my opinion. To be one-sided. Absolutely. Well, okay, especially when you look at the size of Dino and the size of uh, Mark, and how easily Mark can and does like push him off. Yeah, Mark is sober, Dino is hella wasted. That yeah. is not there was no there was no struggle there so Mm -hmm. you were actually kissing him back um my I think that there's a lesson in this movie and that lesson is when you meet somebody and you fuck one time or you're gonna fuck one time or whatever you go out whatever it is you do but it's night number one you just met this person do not have high expectations I feel like that's the like lesson that like Coco based on Coco's story here should have known and that Gabriel also should have known because he runs out of here like he's so heartbroken that his boyfriend was making out with another guy it's like no sweetie you don't even know him you don't even know his last name (laughs) yeah exactly like and you don't even fucking want him buddy come on go home to Perry oh no Perry's busy never mind Um, maybe that's why he's still making his (laughs) <laughs> go to Catherine's show like you said you would yeah um gabriel runs out and mark follows him and somebody else tries to hit on him and he stops for a minute like he's considering it <laughs> and it's like oh no i'm with someone but the chemistry between them is so off that it just doesn't feel earned. no but Gabriel is crying over Mark, even though he legitimately knows nothing about him. And it's supposed to be yep. cute. Yeah. It's supposed to be cute that Mark followed him, but I'm honestly, I do not believe he would have bothered if he hadn't lost his keys and Gabriel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he would have been back in there with Dino in a second. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I just had that realization where it's like, fucking keys, man. Did you really need them? Just go home with Dino. You'll get a new pair. Pair? And then you copy. Whatever. Um, maybe the old lady he lives with wouldn't like it. 
<laughs> um, God. Judy is still there and Rich is upset about this whole thing. And oh. while Rich is in the bathroom, Judy is bragging about how great anonymous sex is, which is awesome because her boyfriend's uh-huh. been having it for months. Yeah, maybe that's why she's not bothered by it. She was just like, I just need a condom. It doesn't matter. I'm horny. Like, Well, yeah, the way she talks, she also has been. So that's dysfunctional. Yeah. But at least it's at that point kind of consensual. Yeah, like they, I don't think they have a verbal agreement, but I feel like she knows that they're both doing it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, clearly, <laughs> but she knows. Yep. She decides that she wants to see Mark's ID and then flashes mm. her tits at both of them mm-hmm. and then decides she wants to be a sex therapist. But she and also ta- says their uh-huh. sexuality doesn't exist and that they're really Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, we're all fine. Let's all just be fine. That's why my sheet fell. Hello. Can we please all fuck? <laughs> yep. See, that girl wanted an orgy so bad. I think she just wanted Mark. Yeah, I think so too, but she would have taken him with everyone else if that's what she was offered. Yeah, but I feel like between her and Allison from Tucker and Dale, mm. if you're, this is like a PSA, if your shrink isn't working for you, fire them and see a different shrink, because people like <laughs> Judy and Allison occasionally slip through the cracks and somebody is their patient <laughs> sitting there going, this don't feel right. <laughs> yup. <laughs> oh, um, do you mean when she flashes you her tits? You should no. I'm just kidding. No, when you go to a sex therapist and you're like, I'm having trouble adjusting to having come out as gay. She's like, Oh, you're not gay. You're bi. Give me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, this was a great opportunity for this movie to give us titties. So that's what Judy was here for. I they're think nice there tits. was they're beautiful tits. I was highly jealous. This is like the first time I've seen tits in a movie. I went, God damn! I wish my tits looked like that instead of like great tits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though I do think her existence in this movie was completely useless. I have no idea why she was there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't add anything. She didn't help these boys out, really. You know what I mean? She found the keys later. Well, she did say. Uh, something quite special and we'll get to it later okay even though she says it in this scene i don't have it written up here so fuck it okay Um, mark fills in for gabriel that when he slept with coco she was videotaping him without his consent so he grabbed the tape and ran and gabriel who deserves to be slapped right now says well she didn't say that but she said you left (laughs) yeah it's like okay did you just miss what he just said Uh, to you though it's like if somebody's violating you you're allowed to leave (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yep. Like, that's Apparently, literally a sex crime, Gabriel. I feel like Gabriel at that point was just like, oh, fuck, whoops, I fucked up, but so I'm just gonna still blame you. Like, yeah, but you still left. It's like, what? What is that yeah. argument? No. Uh, Gabriel's defense mechanism is to basically call Mark a useless fuck toy, so Mark is yep. wounded and he leaves. Uh, mm-hmm. Judy also decides to leave topless late at night in New York City. <laughs> but luckily, later on, we see that she puts a top on in the lobby because that might not have turned out so well for her. <laughs> well, she, you know, what was important was that she put her little backpack on. Mm-hmm. Like, that was gonna, that was it. That was all she needed. And, like, good for her or something. I don't know. Well, Don't walk around naked, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> But Gabriel has gotten the keys, so he runs Mark down all the way to the subway to return them. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of stand there, and it seems like Gabriel's still waiting for Mark to make the move, even though Mark has already put himself out so clearly. Yeah. It it felt really weird, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't like that it was... Like, that whole the whole apartment scene with everybody fighting and yelling and like two different couple issues happening was so over dramatic for couples that didn't give a fuck about each other like uh-huh. neither couples cared about each other and i no. didn't understand any of it and then the fact that yeah gabriel is still standing here after he clearly has insulted mark and hurt his feelings is just standing here still waiting for Mark to be the one to make a move. It's like, A, you don't want a move to be made. B, he's been making moves and you've been shutting him down. So it's your turn. Yeah. And his move is to finally ask him to go to a diner with him. Yeah. But their luck is the worst. So Catherine <laughs> and all of her theater friends are at the restaurant. Um, yep. 
Catherine is also the worst. And yeah. she's talking about someone who wrote a poem about shit. And it's a really long story. And while they're eating, too, it's just like, mm-hmm. but time and place, sweetie. Even if you are going to take up that time to talk about a story that nobody gives a fuck about, like, time and place. <laughs> they're eating, and the story involves someone in it eating shit. Yep. It's the fucking most disgusting awful thing i have one positive thing to say about this scene and it is the fact that that lesbian girl i don't think we get her name if we do i don't remember it and i apologize that i'm just calling her the lesbian girl but yeah the lesbian girl is nicer than what she's credited as her official credit title has the d word in it so oh fuck okay so lesbian girl then (laughs) is she loves Catherine. she is just staring at her with such adoration and will knock your fucking teeth out of your mouth if you say one offensive thing about her. She will literally kill Gabriel right fucking now. Like, I, like she wants to murder Gabriel. And I kind of thought it was cute. And I, I don't understand the shit that happens, which we're going to talk about in a sec. But I wanted her to have, even though Catherine is awful. <laughs> yeah. Um... What happens is that Gabriel finally stands up to Catherine about how mm-hmm. this is a date and you're crashing it and I would like to just be on my date without all of you. Yep. And he's never stood up to him, to her like that before. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you should go practice your audition monologue, not with me, but with your girlfriends. Yeah. And I, I am not going to say that I know how all people talk. But usually, when people tell a girl to do something with their girlfriends, they mean your lady friend, female people you know. Yes. And she takes it to be, why are you always telling me I should be a lesbian? Which we've never seen happen before (laughs) in this whole movie, and also didn't happen in this scene. Mm -mm. I was so confused. I was just like, where is this coming from? Like, I knew you were a little, like, nuts, but I didn't think you were this nuts, and I don't understand it. And I think it was... What? I think you're saying that she's nuts. I'm saying that because she starts yelling and crying about it, but go ahead. I don't think she's nuts. I think, because I used to watch, like, Flavor of Love, and this is a classic New York moment where... Things aren't going her way. The guy's standing up to her. So uh-huh. she starts screaming and crying and raising <laughs> her voice and throwing a fit. And then she stomps off. Uh-huh. And the point is not that she's crazy. The point is that he's going to follow her and ditch the person who was right. Ah. Or the person he was originally trying to talk to. Got and it. Flavor Flav always followed New York out. And Gabriel leaves Mark in the restaurant and follows Catherine out. And at first, she's like, I don't want to talk. And then he has to beg her to talk. Yep, that's a good point. So it immediately puts her, when she was in the vulnerable position, as Mm. the alpha of this conversation where he's begging for her forgiveness when he wasn't wrong. Yep. It's manipulative. It's not insane. Same? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I agree with you. I think there was... I think... The whole scene was really confusing to me and I was trying to follow it. And then I think Mark says something along the lines of like, maybe you keep like, maybe you keep arguing it so much because you have some sort of like hidden lesbian feelings that you're like, you know, you're trying to bottle up or whatever. And I legitimately thought the same thing. I really was just like, oh my God, maybe she is a lesbian and she's having a hard time with it for some reason. It didn't, wouldn't make any sense for her to because clearly she's surrounded by gay and lesbian people. Though I guess like your own individual experience is not the same as other people's. So like when it's you, it's harder for you to accept it in some cases. So I, and I get that, but I was like, okay, that would at least explain it. And I could at least sympathize with her that she's having a hard time with this, you know? But then she's not, or at least it doesn't come to that. And then she still is being a manipulative bitch to fucking Gabriel. And Gabriel's still being a little bitch too in a different way. And I was just like, I don't like any of this. I don't like you two, but maybe you belong together. Who knows? Like, Gabriel and Catherine should be together then. Yeah. You know? Well, Give Catherine she, what she wants. She even eventually lets him go back to his date. But mm. after sobbing and asking him why he can't just be straight, 
So yep. she is part of the reason why he feels guilty for being gay. That's true. Yeah. And all of the wind is out of his sails at this point, And it's mm-hmm. sad. It is. I, like, I'm sad for him, but he also fell for it. So I'm not. I'm just sad for Mark. And I'm sad for Dino. I know. Dino could have had a good night. Where did Dino end up? Damn it, Mark. Not only knows. Fucking Mark. Um, <laughs> um, Mark and Gabriel go to the bathroom and they sing Enter You to each other while uh, kissing. Urination is the perfect background noise for that song. I just enjoy that Mark knows like three words to it and he's trying so hard. It's cute. It's an awful yeah. song. Stop singing it, but it's adorable. But Gabriel actually finally in this scene seems like he's into this, but for some reason Mark has stopped coming off like he's sexually attracted to Gabriel. Because of Dino. No, I'm just kidding. Uh Earlier on, (laughs) when Judy was having her topless therapist moment, she said, when you only think of someone as a person, it's hard to see them sexually, but when you only think of them sexually, it's hard to think of them as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening now. Mark knows Gabriel, and it's just like, I have... My dick is not moving, man. I can't. Do it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's realized what he would be getting himself into, maybe, and is just like, is it worth it? Is it worth all of this insanity that is following us today? Because well, I I think um, Gabriel says right that like even though things were crazy and like difficult and just like a complete mess, like it was still good or something oh, along no. those lines, right? Call it an omen, call it a red flag, call it whatever you want to call it, but when a universe or person or flying spaghetti monster sends you (laughs) that many signals, listen. (laughs) No, but it's love. You have to do it and follow your heart. Surely this is love. I mean, look at the end of the movie. We'll, We'll get there. Are we not there? Um, we are but i was gonna talk about i was gonna skip a scene okay first of all in the bathroom they like touch each other's faces and like lean in like they're gonna kiss each other and it takes forever and then gabriel says something about like what about the sex and he's just and uh, mark pulls away and says what kind of girl do you think i am and walks out of the bathroom and i'm like okay i get that that was like supposed to be a cute flirty line but like you were about to kiss and it took 10 minutes to get there and then you didn't even fucking kiss why i I don't think mark wants to fuck him anymore no i agree but like i i didn't need the whole like slowly leaning in touching each other thing if they weren't even gonna fucking kiss in that scene like no move on for fuck's sake (laughs) well they do gabriel walks mark back to the subway and they kiss oh like oh whatever um and then you know gabriel like any person who has been to clubs and lost his keys has a pen in his back pocket somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and writes his number in Gabriel's palm. Cause that's a thing. <laughs> well, it's a thing because supposedly Mark gave Coco Peru the wrong number. And mm-hmm. so Gabriel rushes off to the payphone LOL to call the numbers <laughs> just in case. And he smiles when he finds out it's actually Mark's number via his answering machine. LOL. <laughs> and I'm so we're so old. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a really cute ending to the movie because his smile was adorable. And, yeah, but it's not because instead of doing that, they go back to Gabriel stomping down the street singing his shitty song yet again. He's finally <laughs> found a line to finish it. The line does not make it any better. Nope, it doesn't. Okay. I also don't think it was adorable, though, because Gabriel found out the real story of what happened that night with Coco and is still like, yeah, but what if he gave me the wrong number? It's like he was being filmed without consent. He probably did not give Coco any number. Why do you still not trust this? Why is your first instinct like, but I don't know. Let me check if this is his number right away. It's like that story should not have made you stand there and still think of Mark as like the villain. You know what I mean? It was really, really bad and I didn't like it. But yeah, then he skips off and smiles and is singing in the streets and I just, Uh, okay, sure, sweetie, sure. I mean, you know what? Be happy, even for a split second. You deserve it. (laughs) Yeah, here's my personal problem. I know it's not really fair to judge a rom-com couple by their potential for, like, a post-happily-ever-after. 
Yeah. But these, they last two weeks maximum. Like, they're not on the same page about sex still. Gabriel's mm-hmm. in an emotionally abusive relationship with Catherine. Gabriel is very insecure, and Mark is a sex worker who dances for other men for mm-hmm. money. I'm mm-hmm. not saying there's anything wrong with his job. Personally, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sex positive, sex work is work, do you. Yeah. But it's not compatible with someone who's as insecure and who has as many trust issues as Gabriel does, especially because it's part of Mark's job to appear single at work. And people, due to his past reputation, have let's say they take liberties with him and we've seen that yeah and i'm not even blaming gabriel for this either i agree with you that like do what you do and like no judgment no shame but i personally could not like i couldn't date a person who was famous i couldn't date a person who was a dancer of any kind i like personally i am an insecure mess and there was no way that that would have worked for me and so i i'm I want to defend Gabriel in that sense. I know you weren't blaming him either, but like, yeah, they are not compatible even slightly, especially because Mark's idea of like, Hey, let's go, like, let's go do something fun was to take Gabriel to a bar or to a club. And like, I think it was good for Gabriel to be in that club up until all of the shit just started raining down on them. Um, but like, cause like he did feel comfortable to take off his shirt. He finally was dancing, even though he's like, I can't dance and whatever. And it was really nice to see him kind of start to get a little comfortable. But the second that Dino showed up, he was just like, I'm going to leave now. I have to go. So th- like, they're never going to be able to go out together. I think giving them two weeks is too much, honestly. Like, well, maybe one um, more this day. Is, this is two weeks before the time of cell phones, though. Oh, good point. So, yeah, in those two weeks, they might go <laughs> out one more time. <laughs> and they don't live locally. So. No. And they don't have a place to fuck. So they're Come never on. having sex. So, yeah. Yeah. Two weeks is good, because in that time, they're going to try to figure out a time that they can meet up and try to have sex, and it's going to get interrupted again, and they're going to realize they don't want to, and it's going to be over. And you know what? Since we're dreaming, Mark's gonna go back to Dino. Love it. A plus yes. movie, 99. Yay! <laughs> but no, no this is actual. the movie that we did watch. Yeah, let's give it a real rating. Uh I gave it a 76. Ooh. I found a lot of these characters really likable. I think the movie is quotable as hell. And mm-hmm. the comedy of errors format was actually pretty fun and light to follow. But mm-hmm. the movie leaned way too hard on Tori Spelling in a way that just was not fun for me. And yeah. I didn't like our main character. I liked almost everyone else in the movie except those two. But those two were such a huge part. Yeah. I I had a heart. This is going to be such a stupid thing for me to say. I gave it a 63%. And like this is not a movie I'm ever going to want to watch again. Maybe a couple of scenes of it. Hi, Dino. I'm talking about you. Hi, Perry. I'm talking about you, too. Um, But, like, I'm never going to watch the movie start to finish. I didn't care about any of the characters besides the ones I've already mentioned. And, like, even though I love Mark, I don't care enough about him to follow him in this movie, you know? Um, I also felt like nothing happened in the entire movie, which I know is... And here's the problem with that. I love the movie Bag of Hammers. Nothing happens in that fucking movie, pretty much, except for some depressing shit. And I love the shit out of that movie. There are other movies like that that I enjoy because they're so easy to watch. And this was also very easy to watch. But the entire time I was like, oh my God, please let something happen. Please, for fuck's sake, something happen. And then Dino happened and I was good. But, um... (laughs) Can I give a little context in the middle of this? Yes. Um, around that time, in the mid to late 90s, there was there were not a lot of gay movies being put out. The ones that were being put out were all very, very heavy movies about, like, the Stonewall riots and mm. AIDS and, mm-hmm. like, historical figures and things that were not mainstream. They were more documentary style or just really upsetting movies. Yeah. And this, I think, was one of the first movies, at least, that came to my mind that Mm -hmm. was a very, it was a straight people movie. Mm -hmm. It was like a popcorn rom-com that you would not think of as being one of those, like, really heavy movies. And I think it was one of the first ones of that. 
I say okay. So I think they were going for the nothing happens and we're having a good time <laughs> format and not yeah. being like people were stoned to death and also ate. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all did have a good time, everyone but Gabriel, I think. <laughs> so that's not true. Gabriel had a good time in that one scene where Perry was singing. He did. <laughs> we all had a good time in that scene. <laughs> we did. That is very true. Yeah, I mean, at least I didn't have to cry. And you did promise me that. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was a very fun way to close out Pride Month. Yes, it was. Very and much. I'm glad that we got to celebrate together. But I am too. After this, we are going back to our regularly scheduled episodes. But if you want to know next time we do a special like this, we'd love for you to subscribe. And check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A M I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time.